we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 10th, 2019. The next report uh, is from an uh, interview with Dave Hodges and Paul Martin, and it's entitled Deep Underground Tunnels in Colorado. Now, this is one of the primary ways where, whereby they could be smuggling so many different things into the United States. And this is why I thought it was pertinent, because we're talking a lot about you know, these illegal aliens coming in. Some are affected with Ebola, MS-13 gang members, Muslims, ISIS, uh, child sex trafficking, drugs, all of these different things. And this is one of the primary ways that they can be doing this. And it wouldn't even matter in this particular case with a border wall. This would obviously override that because these are deep underground. So I'm going to go ahead and play this video here. Uh, listen, I got to tell you, this story that's coming to you today with our good friend Paul Martin is earth shattering in its implications. This is the number one story in this news cycle, no question about it. Whether or not it'll be perceived that way, well, time will tell. Paul, welcome to the show. I so appreciate you getting hold of me last night and reinforcing something I had a little knowledge of, but not as much as I do now. Welcome, Paul. Good morning. How are you, Dave? I am hanging in there, and I'm a little weary from not having the sleep, but that kind of goes with what we do. It's a handicap being on the West Coast and covering uh, national events. I'll just put it that way. And West Coast means we're Pacific time here in Arizona because we don't go on daylight. Thank God. But it does screw up our associations with the rest of the country. All right, Paul, let's get down to it. You, you called me last night. And you said, hey, I've got some inside information here, and I want to make sure that uh, I pass this along to you. Just go ahead and tell the listening audience how you approached me with this. Well, uh, uh, I've got a new friend and uh, reached out to me and was talking about Okay, sorry, we had a ad in there. Um I'm going to go ahead and just restart this. In one spot. Okay. All right. You're, you're okay now. That last sentence was good. Go ahead, please. Yeah. The, uh, I had a friend reach out to me and was giving me information on tunnels in northern Colorado that run from almost the Nebraska border all the way down to Greeley, which means probably those tunnels reach out all the way down to Denver and other tunnels. Um, that's correct. That's correct. I've known about this for quite some time, but uh, not as much as I do now. Did he give you any indication about the scope of the tunnels, the size of the tunnels, how deep the tunnels are, where they originate, where they go, and what goes through them? Uh, he did not, no. He just, uh, he's got a good friend that he's known since he was about nine years old, and uh, was telling him about the tunnels. There's a spot uh, near, somewhere near Briggsdale, Colorado, that he that they went to, this friend of his, and uh, there was a very high fence, and they approached the area, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, came Humvees and soldiers with M16s and bullhorns telling them that they were not supposed to be there and get out now. And uh, he said that the, 
the entrance to these tunnels were very, very well concealed. He said you could be 30 yards away from them and not know they're there. So this kind of brings us back to the story that we had a couple of years ago of the large iron gates coming out of a mesa in the same area. And so they're, they're if, if they're driving Humphreys and, and stuff out of the out of these tunnels, the tunnels got to be pretty good size, Dave. Yeah, they are. Um, I had an interesting encounter one time, and then we're going to get down to some stuff that I can verify here. But the interesting encounter I had once, and I, I don't remember the year, but I want to say 91, 92 in that time frame. And I was visiting my mother and sister in the suburb of Denver, Aurora, Colorado, where I grew up. And um, I was meeting a friend from high school um, at a local Chili's near the Aurora Mall, by the way, where they, you know, yards away from where they had the Batman massacre. And uh, as I was waiting for my friend who was running late, uh, a lady sitting at the bar engaged me in a conversation. And it turned out that she was a backhoe operator at uh, the being constructed Denver International Airport. And I said, oh, that's interesting work. And she didn't look like a backhoe operator to me. Um, and then she went on to say that um, um, she works a mile deep. Well, this is probably after having a couple of beers, I would guess. I don't know. I didn't count her beer total, and I only talked to her for about 20 minutes until my friend showed up. But she went on to say that they have to change clothes into airplane mechanic suits. They got searched early days of cell phone for some people and they couldn't have those not many of them had them at that time though and she said yeah mile deep we're we're using this new technology that she had to get specially trained on i learned later it's nuclear boring and um she said oh yeah she goes we go way off of dia and we are i would estimate over a mile deep and I'm thinking, whoa, boy, that is really interesting. So anyway, Paul, that was my first encounter that DIA, Denver International Airport, was much more than it appeared to be. And then later I began to become a little more privy as to what was in these tunnels. Some of them are national defense, as I discovered. And let me get into a little bit of what I found out last night. <laughs> Hope you're sitting down because, boy, is this timely to the border article that I wrote on the commonsenseshow.com that you want to check out. They transport drugs, humans. They're able to bypass um, all the international checkpoints when a plane lands and might be a little suspicious if you offloaded 30 kids and went straight through the processing in the international terminal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, can't do that there. So they're offloading them and taking them underground. This is what I've been told, and I've been told this by a very, very reliable source inside one of the agencies, and it's not the first time I've been told this. So, Paul, that's part of what's going on there, but not all. I know those tunnels have been there, though, also since 1978, 79. Yeah, that's what he said, 79. Yeah, Briggsdale, Pawnee area. The reason I know it? I used to live outside Sterling, Colorado. My first coaching job was in that area, and I've been to Briggsdale and Pawnee more than once, and it's right south of the southern Wyoming border, and I'll tell you, the locals there know what's there, and they know what's going on. Yep, that's what he said. Well, give us give us some idea about what he thinks is going on. You know, he, he didn't have any specific stuff. Uh, this is just... Uh, kind of started yesterday 
and uh, through some emails, uh, I'm sure we'll get more. But he he didn't have any specific um, things about that were going on in the tunnels. He was just giving me references and some exact locations of, of where they were. Mm-hmm. Does this correspond to that uh, exact location of the story or approximate location of the story that we've shared on the air a couple of times where you just alluded to Humvees and people with automatic weapons came out of this underground vault and uh, all of a sudden said, this may be your territory that you've inherited, but this ain't your territory no more. It, exactly. Yeah, the second time that they went to this specific spot, uh, the first time it was Humvees and soldiers. The second time it was uh, uh, black uh, suburbans and men in suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's generally what I've so been that, told. That, that, that fits with our uh, big uh, steel gates out on the Pawnees. What would you estimate the mileage difference between uh, DIA and uh, the Pawnee-Briggsdale area would be? Is that is that maybe what 100 miles 120 what do you think yeah probably about 80 mm-hmm. that's what i thought and uh that tells you the extent of these tunnels but this is what i've been told paul and i really want to emphasize this there are some tunnels there that are strictly continuity of government which means you know we're attacked we put people down there and we move assets around on high-speed rail and it's designed to avoid uh, being attacked from nuclear weapons. It's kind of like the MX missile, you know, we had to move it around so the Soviets couldn't target d- during the Cold War. And this is what part of these underground tunnels are about. But let me go one step further with this. Going back to, and, and I'm sorry if you people have not heard this, most of you have who followed me in a fair length of time, but I got into this business because John McCain and his Mary Bank uh, banker friends uh, that were part of the Central American Free Trade Agreement wanted to put a Canamex highway system that was part of the system through my property and illegally take the land of myself and 300 of my neighbors without compensation. That particular project brought us together as a community. And one of the people that was in our project, and I'm not going to mention names because it'll directly reflect on his relative, but he worked for DHS at the time. And what I learned at that time is he told me, he says, Dave, I've learned from uh, my relative here that underneath this Canamex and also the NAFTA superhighway that's part of the I-35 corridor from Texas to Minnesota, uh, that they have underground tunnels that parallel these structures and you can enter to them at certain key access points, usually in what they call the multimodal hubs is where you can enter into them at where they have rail, freight, and uh, airplane trafficking. So I said, well, what does that have to do with us? And he said, well, this is part of how we will be invaded. And I said, what, invaded? Right. I said, you mean we're sitting on top of an invasion here? We're going to have Russians running out of tunnels and attacking us in our neighborhood? And he said, he said, kind of, but it won't necessarily be Russians. He asked me at that time, and this would have been like 2005, he said, have you ever seen the Red Dawn movie, which I'm referring to the 1984 uh, release of it with Patrick Swayze? And he said, and I said, yeah, I'm very familiar with that movie. And he said, that's what I'm talking about. He said, we are deliberately providing corridors for invasion into our country. 
And at first I thought, this guy is kind of a nutcase like some of these independent media people I know about. And this is before I became fully awake and I realized most of what my colleagues were saying was absolutely true. And I said, well, what else can you tell me about this? He said, oh, they're well guarded and there is a portion of our government that is dedicated to its overthrow. He was describing the deep state before that term became, you know, in our lexicon. And there's a whole lot more I could go into, Paul, but but the bottom line is that's in part what these tunnels are about, along with continuity of government, which is what some of the other tunnels are about. And people are just absolutely mystified when they find out how extensive this tunnel system is. I mean, they are everywhere, particularly in the West. It's 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 unbelievable, Dave. Well, the thing is, is, is I know it is believable now because I've encountered enough people who know all about it. Now, you know what's interesting, Paul? I want to make just draw a little um, line of demarcation here. Most of the people that I know that I talk to in, the, in uh, the DHS and the FBI, DEA, Border Patrol especially, these people are dedicated and loyal Americans. They're like you and me. They're, they don't want to see what's going on. They want to stop it. I had one man from one of the alphabet soup agencies say to me about a month ago, he said, Dave, we know where the child sex factories are. We know where the ISIS training camps are. We know where all of it is, but we know that some of our leadership and our agency is compromised and we're prevented from doing our job. That's who's manning these tunnels. And by the way, Paul, if you, if you accidentally ever find a way to get in one of these tunnels, I learned this too. Uh, they're they're accessible like by next to wells and uh, under roads where you have like a, a a crossway and you walk into what appears to be a little service tunnel, and it's not it's directly in it. But these are guarded, and they will apply lethal force if you enter without warning. Well, we've we've talked about that in uh, several uh, several different times, but with these. Uh, uh, high fenced areas out there, and the, the big gates on the mesa, and and uh, you know people showing up from nowhere, and and, and that's what that uh, gentleman was telling me. He said, you know, you can be thirty, you can be thirty mile or thirty yards away from these entrances, and and you can't even see them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very well disguised and intentionally so. And I should mention this too, um, that the people that are tasked with guarding, facilitating, uh, building and reconstructing and repairing, they are um, routinely rotated. And they're rotated because it's kind of like the idea of loose lips sink ships and this is a form of compartmentalization try to, trying to preserve the secret. Well, that's what I, um, one of my sources said as far as the military intelligence is concerned. He said everybody's living in a pipe. You know, yeah. you can't see the whole salad. You just see one guy sees the lettuce, next guy sees the croutons, the next guy sees the the uh, rest of the stuff in the salad, but you can't see the whole picture. Get this, Paul. This is where new information is coming in that will match with old information. You and I did a show one time on the uh, Gurkhas, and they are uh, hired uh, hands, they're mercenaries, and they're brought in to put down um, insurgencies, you know, like guerrilla war movements. They're experts at attacking guerrillas. 
and they were showing up, if you call, in your area uh, in northern Colorado, southern Wyoming. And then we've also had the reports of the Chinese and the Russians and all these nefarious groups. Well, I found out how they got there, Paul. They didn't come in through Denver International Airport. They weren't bussed in from faraway places. They didn't cross any border in terms of their ground transport. They were flown in. They're offloaded at a secure place um, outside the terminals in airports like Denver International Airport. And they are then taken by high-speed rail underground to their locations. Paul, we didn't know this before. This is something that I got last night from one of my very best sources, who also has a relative who has worked in this area. Well, we're, you know, we've, we've done so many podcasts on different entities in Colorado, and now with these tunnels, and it, it all kind of comes together. Paul, tell the um, the listening audience, if you will. Um, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask you this question. Um, there's a method to the madness here that's going on, and um, tell them how open these people are once they're in your area. When you encounter these people, like at your shooting range, coming into your bar. Um, when we see the presence of UN EMP proof communications devices outside Rollins and Cheyenne and Laramie, Wyoming, we publish the pictures, which we have on the commonsenseshow.com. Tell them, um, well, let me ask you this. What's the reaction of the public when you share this information and we have undeniable proof like we do the UN equipment? Well, for they're, they're, they're stunned. I mean, you know, you're talking about the Gurkhas. They were at the uh, gas station at the bottom of the, uh, where you go into the uh, Poudre Canyon, and uh, they were well marked. You know, they had the cross swords on the doors. They were in uniform, and I worked there, and she said, get over here real quick. And and uh, so he got over there and, and uh, started talking to one of them, they were filling up their tanks, and uh, he said, well, what are you guys? And and uh, he said their English wasn't great, but it wasn't too bad, but they, basically he said, well, we're mercenaries. Yeah. You know, the, guy, the, the, the people that were shooting, <laughs> the people that were shooting out at the range, my friend called me, and uh, he went out to his vehicle, and they said, there's Russians here. He said, I'll call you back. And so they, you know, went on and, and he said, I've never seen anybody shoot handguns like that. And then, and he was talking to the, the, a lot of these groups that are not Spetsnaz, they usually. So just so you know what that means, a mercenary, sometimes known as a soldier of fortune, is an individual who takes part in a military conflict for personal profit and is otherwise an outsider to the conflict and is not a member of any other official military. They fight for money or other forms of payment rather than political interests. And again, this is one of the things that you've heard about, like the Russians and the, these types of people, that they're going to get to keep the spoils of war, you know, when they're activated in this type of stuff. So they're openly admitting it to it, on our soil openly admitting to these things, evidently. You know, they'll have three or four or five 
younger guys, and I'll have an older handler. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so after they cleared the range, and, and uh, he said, "Wow, you guys shoot really, really good." He said, uh, Are "You guys in the military?" And the older handler goes, "No, we're we're uh, mechanical engineers." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what's so, interesting? Uh, they don't try to hide from you, though. You're coming down the street or one of those uh, country roads or mountain roads and you encounter them. It's not like they're scurrying off into the forest to avoid detection, are they? No, not at all. No, they're... Uh, I had a friend up... Uh, I've told this before. It was up in uh, Estes Park at the Subway Sandwich Shop, and there was four very well-fit young men talking Russian in line, and... And they got up to the uh, young lady to order their sandwiches, and they went into perfect Nebraska English. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it, it's, I mean, I can do another hour on this. Well, okay, so we have that. That go, It goes on for about another, ooh, over 25 minutes. So if you want to listen to that, I give you the link there. So this was going on way before Trump was in office, the, as far as the foreign troops on our soil. And bringing the illegal aliens here, it's just that under his watch now, it's really accelerated. It's to a, uh, to a level I've never seen. The next report, again, just beyond belief, the Department of Homeland Security is flying illegal alien border crossers into cities across the United States and releasing them directly into American communities, the report claims. Now, this is from the Associated Press, okay? This is not like any kind of alternative media. This is what they're openly admitting to. A report by the AP, Associated Press, states that aside from the DHS releasing nearly 200,000 border crossers and illegal aliens into about four American communities since December of 2018, the agency is flying border crossers and illegal aliens into U.S. citizens' cities and releasing them. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement has historically ensured that families had travel plans before they released them. So, yes, come here illegally, and we want to make sure you have your travel. It's like they're they're travel agents. We want to make sure your travel plans are all in order. You've got your your birth, your your citizenship, and all of the other governmental assistance that we're going to give you. Uh, you got your voter ID card. You've got all of these things, uh, and we want to make sure that. You also have your travel plans before releasing you. Uh, so, I mean, this is just beyond comprehension. At the same time, U.S. Customs and Border Protection, which turns over border crossers to ICE after arresting them, has begun flying migrants to other cities for processing and is releasing them directly into communities without going through ICE. Ah, eliminate the middleman. Who needs it? Saying their own facilities are at capacity. And again, this is all under Trump's watch. As numbers have swelled in the border cities, authorities have begun looking further inland. Similarly, a report by the New York Times uh, detailed similar cases where the DHS has started flying border crossers and illegal aliens into the interior of the U.S. before releasing them. The New York Times reported Customs and Border Protection officials said that they began flying migrant families from overcrowded facilities in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas to San Diego on Tuesday. The agency also recently started flying migrants five times each week from the Rio Grande Valley to Del Rio, Texas. And some related stuff, and I put this out on my newsletter, it's the We Build the Wall closes off human and drug smuggling corridor in one weekend. It should say for one weekend. Uh, $100,000 a day drug pipeline shut down. 
Okay, so that was the sis boom ba rah rah rah. Trump had nothing to do with this. Okay, nothing to do with this at all. We we could have easily built a wall under his watch so long ago. It's not being done. Uh, I've given you all of the reports from in recent days that we've talked about this. Um, now, this was a private company that came in with private donations. They built this wall. They closed down a corridor temporarily. But, of course, this happened. In this report, is private wall construction halted because New Mexico mayor says 18-foot wall must only be 6 feet. Like, that's going to stop anybody. But, again, they don't want to stop anybody. They want to make sure we have a constant flow of these invaders coming in. What, car what cartel paid off the Sunland Park city officials to lie and shut down our wall project? And this is the privately funded uh, border wall construction company. Exactly why we kept it quiet. And see, they started this all of a sudden. And I was wondering when they started building that, I'm like, man, I can't believe because if the government would have known about this, they wouldn't have let this happen. Well, of course they wouldn't have. But see, they got it shut down real quick. So um, so, the, so the guy that did this, Brian Coughledge, the guy that was building the wall, said, so Sunland Park officials support open borders, the sex slaves, the illegal drugs coming into their communities. Sounds like they are quite sympathetic with the Mexican cartel's ideology. Well, of course they are. They're all on board together. All of the pedophores and pedophiles and all the child molesters in um, high government in our country. The Republicans, the senator, the Democrats, the Republicans, the governors, the senators, the congressmen, Trump himself. They're all on board with this at this point. I mean, yes, I, I'm sure there's some are opposed to it at this point, but... Um, the fact remains is that it continues to happen and it gets worse and this is what they're letting happen. Now, this then this report then came out about this wall and it said private border wall not working. Fernando Otavineros supported building a wall on the southern border just days after he heard that one was being constructed on private land a few miles away. This is the privately constructed border wall we just talked about. Uh, but then he saw a group of migrants being detained in his own neighborhood. I don't think it's working, he said, about the new crowdfunding effort to build a wall at the U.S.-Mexico border. Again, we've gotten more than enough money in our government to, to build tons of these things, but it won't happen. It, it won't happen in any kind of timely manner, that's for sure. I mean, by the time, if they do ever get one built, the, the damage already is, is, is basically almost beyond repair. Uh, with as many as they've already let in, they probably have enough of a voting ba base to, you know, do whatever they want to do. But, you know, we build the wall raised, which is, it's we build the wall, raised more than $20 million in a viral GoFundMe effort earlier this year to build a border wall that, according to the group, would curb illegal immigration, deter drug smuggling, and deal a blow to human trafficking. And this is this Brian Coughledge. We plugged the hole in the worst smuggling route of the entire border. Okay. And granted, his, his efforts are admirable. I'm not saying, I mean, God bless the guy. But my biggest thought when I saw it going up is I'm like, number one, in my own mind, when I thought, oh, they'll shut that down real quick, most likely. That happened, short order. And number two, they're just going to go around it. Because, see, a wall doesn't really work when you've got 900 holes in it. And they're just going to go around it, which is exactly what's going on. And it goes on to say, but days after the half mile private barrier was erected, groups of people continued to stream over the border and into 
into the New Mexico City. Dozens, sometimes hundreds of people have been apprehended within view of the newly built wall. And the residents are worried the barrier has only redirected migrants to other parts of town, creating new problems and possibly making matters worse. So, you know, you know, I, I figured that unless Trump got behind it and, you know, let's say he was let's let's give Trump the benefit of the doubt. He saw what was going on and he rallied the country and all these other things and they could have continued the. the no, that was that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. It's all lip service from him. It's all you're going to get. Bluster, lip service, and lies. So here's some related stories. These just broke this week. Over 1 million illegal alien invaders this year. So just since, I guess, the start of the year, a Washington Examiner. Um, so <clears throat> they're saying that over a million illegal alien invaders this year. Now, that's probably very conservative. But this is what they're openly admitting to in the Washington Examiner. And then another report read, military stands down. They're painting the barriers. They're standing down on the, on the border. They're not stopping anybody. But they will make sure that the, the barriers that are there are nice and painted and have a nice fresh coat of paint on them. Because that'll stop them. You know? This is, and again, this is all being done under the Trump administration. That was the primary pillar of his campaign promise. Build the wall. Now, we'll paint the wall, but we're not going to build it. And not only that, we've got corridors running underneath the walls that, you know, are a whole other avenue to bring in the Russians and the drug dealers and who knows what else, child sex traffickers and the Chinese that Dave Hodges just talked about. Another video, TSA allowing legal illegals to fly without proper documents. Well, there you go. Another one. Video, massive mob walks around border wall, which is just confirming what we just talked about. And then another one, Trump may delay the Mexico tariffs. Oh, really? Mm, imagine that. And then another one, drug cartels, ISIS, Muslim Brotherhood, Chai Coms, and MS-13 are all one big happy family awaiting orders. Yep, they are. Yes, they are. Another one, record setting, 55,000 children caught. Illegal alien children caught. Another one, feds buying millions of diapers for them. So what, what, what is our, okay, let's have the border patrol and our own military act like Uber services to, to ferry them in further inland. Let's buy a ton of diapers. Let's paint the barriers, but we're going to let them all in, obviously, because we got to destroy the country and, and annihilate it. So that's the, that's the quickest way to do it. Just look at what's going on in Europe. So this is, this is their solutions to this. You know, but don't, don't, don't worry. Trump will, Trump will, you know, he's going to come to our rescue any second, any second, according to Sean Hannity. And the others um, still blowing, you know, the trumpet um, regarding Trump. El Paso Immigration Center, dangerously overcrowded. These are just all different reports. Uh, proactive measures. Call White House and GOP senators to oppose a legal alien amnesty bill, H.R. 6 today. I think we're going to talk about that in a sec soon then there's another report here fort worth school board unanimously votes to fire teacher for tweeting about illegal aliens and drugs on school campuses to president trump and this was a um a lady that going by georgia clark and she tweeted to donald trump mr president i am asking for assistance in reporting illegal immigrants in the fwisd public school system 
and I guess it's the Fort Worth public school system in Texas. And what I received was an alarming tweet from someone identifying himself as one of your assistants followed by a second tweet from the same person. Fort Worth Independent School District is loaded with illegal students from Mexico. Carver Riverside High School has been taken over by them. Drug dealers are on our campus and nothing was done to them when the drugs when the drug dogs found the evidence. See, this is the red level insanity that's going on right now. So you guarantee, guarantee Trump came to her rescue and the school board came to her rescue to vindicate her. No, neither of that happened. Trump didn't come to her rescue at all, but the Fort Worth ISD school board voted unanimously on Tuesday to fire this teacher for her tweets to the president, to President Trump and the warnings about drugs on school campus. See, that's how you get rewarded now for telling the truth. He that departeth from, from air that departed from wickedness, that departed from evil, maketh himself a prey, like the prey of an animal. That's where we're at. You depart from evil, you make yourself a prey. The school board fired her for her offensive tweets about immigration. How dare she? Teacher Georgia Clark was upset about the huge number of illegals in the school and the drugs on campus. Yeah, you know, God bless her. It was a unanimous vote too. All these devils that had sold their soul to Satan. Miss Clark should have known better to complain about illegals in the school. The article says parents complained to the school officials. Oh, parents complained. Okay, right. I bet most of these, quote, parents were those of the illegals, the parents of the illegals. And the others were the ones buying the drugs. Probably the parents of the illegals selling the drugs. Yeah, those are probably the ones that complain. Because, see, they have way more rights than we do as natural birthright citizens, if you're an American. See, the illegals have way more rights than us. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, pedophiles have more. more. Uh, Muslims have more rights. Any type of evil, wicked minority group has more rights. Now, I don't mean all minority groups are wicked and evil. I'm saying any type of m- minority group that wants to attack birthright citizens, you know, they're obviously going to have. And the worst thing you could possibly be is a, a Christian pro-Second Amendment, white male in America. Okay, and there's other, pro-Constitution, pro, there's a, there's a lot of other things that'll get on their radar too. But that's the worst possible. We're, we're the bane of all existence. I include myself in that. And we all need to die, obviously, according to them. But that's the red level insanity that we're dealing with now. That's just the, the I, again, I just don't see how this could keep going on much longer. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time wrapping around me having another 10 years of ministry. There's no way. There's no way, unless God intervened and hit the reset button, which I don't see happening. I just don't. Here's the next report. Illegals cheer House passage of Dream Act amnesty, while Trump signals his willingness to sign a modified version of this very same bill. Thank you, President Trump. You're really going to bat for us, you devil. You really are. Here's a picture of all of these illegals in the House the, the, the Congress, they let them in, evidently. They're cheering the passage of the DREAM Act amnesty when this, when this happened. And, I mean, isn't this wonderful? They're letting illegal aliens in, into, the, into the house the, where the, the Congress is. Isn't that wonderful? Illegal aliens and their supporters cheered with the chance of USA, USA, USA. I can't believe it wasn't Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. But chance of USA, USA, USA. And yes, we can 
from the gallery of the U.S. House of Representatives yesterday as the, as the um, representatives passed H.R. 6 Dream Act amnesty legislation by a vote of 237 to 187. I'm sure they're, they're hailing Satan for this. Seven Republican traders voted with the Democrat socialists to put more than 4 million illegal aliens on a pathway to amnesty, citizenship, and voting rights. The measure is now very likely to pass the U.S. Senate, where the rhino Senator Lindsey Graham uh, awaits the bill with the Graham-Kushner plan. And Jared Kushner, you know, Trump's son-in-law, the potential possibly might be Antichrist, Kabbalist, with the Graham-Kushner plan to get it into law by marrying the Democrat-backed amnesty component with tough-sounding immigration enforcement language designed to give the Republicans cover. See, the, all this bluster from Trump is just cover. It's lies. Every bit of these agendas are being advanced on a level that Hillary could have only dreamed of if she was in office. And they're all happening under Trump's watch. While, while his base basically stays asleep for the most part, from what I'm seeing. They don't want to hear about this stuff. You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't see a lot of people for any real love of truth. If it, if it goes outside of their paradigm of thinking or, or, or whatever, they will, they'll get defensive, violent, typically, and, you know, not want anything to do with you. And it's so easy to verify this and to show you this. Now, I'm not talking about my listeners. I'm just talking about people in general. I don't want to hear it. I'm telling you, they're accomplishing far more under Trump than they could have under Hillary. I'm more convinced of it all the time now. I'm not. I'm also not going to sit over here and say I'm glad. I'm. I'm. I'm sad Trump got into office as opposed to Hillary because there's just no way in the planet I could do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there's no way. But I'm just telling you from what I'm observing, they're able to accomplish much more because his base and the Christians are doubly asleep because you know. They think he's doing a great job or something. Ali Pack plans to fight to stop this amnesty in the Senate and the White House as hard as we can. But we must warn everyone that you cannot rely on a Trump veto to stop this amnesty legislation. While many of you have heard about the veto warning from the White House of regarding this H.R. 6, you may have missed the fine print. The very pro-Trump pro publication Breibart reports that the White House threatens to veto White House threatens veto of Democrats' dream and promise amnesty bill. And from that report, it says H.R. 6 would incentivize and reward illegal immigration while ignoring and undermining key administration immigration objectives and policy priorities, such as protecting our communities and defending our borders. So they're, they're trying to say, no, this isn't good. If H.R. 6 were presented to the president in its current form, ah, his advisors would recommend that he veto the bill because you can't just, you gotta, you gotta give the facade that you're not going to pass the bill in its current form at least. At least modify it some. This was the current statement to the House. The June 3rd statement to the House. This means that the White House and President Trump are signaling Congress that the President will not sign the amnesty bill, H.R. 6, in its current form. But it is open to signing the bill in a different form. Oh, yeah. Remember, it's all incrementalism. Inch by inch, it's a cinch, you know? This means President Trump is willing to sign the amnesty bill 
HR6 cheered by illegals into law unless we stop him, Kushner, and Lindsey Graham from completing this plot. The plan appears to be to marry the tough enforcement-sounding provisions outlined by Senator Graham and senior White House advisor and lifelong Democrat Jared Kushner with amnesty for HR6 to gain Trump's signature. So just, you know, we'll, we'll commingle tough-sounding talk with total cyanide poisoning, you know. If that happens, then bam, four million or more illegal aliens are on the road to citizenship and voting rights, and four million Trump supporters are permanently neutralized in a future U.S. election. Because see, those four million that will vote will cancel out Trump's four million. Not only that, they can rig the voting machines. Which, what does it even matter anymore? Trump's wicked and evil and the Democrats are wicked and evil. I don't even see, you know, I'm not even, the whole thing about 2020 is just to me a joke at this point. Total joke. If any version of H.R. 6 makes it into law like Obamacare, the war to save America and Americans from illegal immigration through peaceful political means is over. And, and that looks like that's what's going to happen, guys. And Americans like us have lost. There is no way we can ever compete with an additional 4 million illegal alien Democratic voters. And it will be President Donald Trump, J. Donald J. Trump, who handed the keys to controlling America over to the Democrats. And again, all by design. We know Trump will sign an amnesty bill under certain circumstances because he endorsed the amnesty bill, amnesty deal bill, H.R. 4760 in 2018. He also signed a secretive amnesty for illegal aliens into law, signing H.J. Resolution 31 secret budget bill on February 15th of um 2019 which contained amnesty for millions of illegals in section 224a which is the one i always bring up that was when i said when he signed that i said guys i said we're gonna see illegals coming in this country like never before and that is exactly what has happened since february 15th of this year because it contained amnesty for millions of illegals in sections 224A. What is 224A? It pro and I'm reading right from it. Section 224A prohibits the deportation of anyone who is sponsoring an unaccompanied minor illegal alien or who says they might sponsored an unaccompanied illegal alien minor or lives in a household with an unaccompanied illegal alien minor or a household that potentially might sponsor an unaccompanied illegal alien minor. So this bill he signed um, encourages illegal immigration, child trafficking, and the whole nine yards. And he's already done all this. He's incentivizing them to come here. And those are just some of the ways he has. The 10, the ten ways he's failed us on illegal immigration that I've read recently a, a couple different times goes into it in greater detail. But... He's a devil. He's a total devil. I'm sorry. God's going to have to show me himself or send an angel to me so that I know that he's not a devil because everything this guy is doing is indicating that. A tree is known by its fruit. And he is producing totally wicked, evil fruit at this point. When Bush Sr. died, that seemed to be the turning point where the synagogue of Satan that controls Trump and Kushner and Ivanka really took control of power, the power reigns. And from that point forward, it has been like the gloves have been off, the floodgates of evil have been open, and 
I think there was they were warring up to that point, and things weren't quite like um, is in your face as they are now. But once they took control, the Kabbalistic synagogue of Satan faction that Trump represents, that owns Trump, that has owned Trump for decades, that's when why we've seen this unbelievable turn of events that is totally being covered up in the news every time they can. And now we're seeing a mass purge of of alternative media off every single social media platform. We're seeing the thing now with the Ebola. We're seeing the, the worst mass illegal immigration. They're bringing people with Ebola. And I mean, it's just, I can't even believe what I'm reading on a week to week basis. And I cannot believe that I've even had the amount of time I've had to report on this. And he has tweeted that he is open to a larger amnesty deal with Democrats in his tweet on January 20th of 2019. You can view that. So see, he's fully on board with all this. But he's going to, you're, you're only, if you're just watching Fox and all the other ones that are going to, you know, toot his horn, which is all by design, it's right-left paradigm, then, you know, you're going to think he's doing a great job. He's really trying. He's not trying. He's trying to destroy the country. Of a special note is that Trump already has an executive branch amnesty in place for 700,000 DACA illegal aliens and the 11 million illegals. He says there will be no, and the 11 million illegals, he says there will be no push to remove in his January 20th tweet. You can view that as well. So, you know, it's like every week I'm coming to you now or every, you know, this is, I took a couple weeks off because I needed a break and the last study I did was like nine hours, but um, it becomes more solidified, clearer what Trump is doing, that he is a tool of Satan. And, you know, I, I pray that, that, that he starts to be righteous and that if it be possible, his soul will be saved and that but I, I believe this has all been in the works for decades at this point. He's been on Team Satan for a long time. And I think we've proven that in a lot of the previous studies. And again, I haven't even got to all the stuff I've got on Trump yet. I'm, I'm still trying to just get through it. But there's so many breaking current events from a week-to-week basis. All that stuff keeps getting pushed back. I still haven't even got into Jared Kushner's peace deal um, that I really need to get to soon. In 2013, Trump met with the dreamer DACA illegal aliens and told them, quote, you convinced me. Isn't that special? Isn't that wonderful? In response to the request for him to support amnesty, Trump also admitted that he knowingly hires many illegal aliens at his companies. View this source. This is all, every single thing we're saying here has a link you can go to to verify it. I think that Alipac does the best job of this one particular issue than any other resource on the internet. It's on, honestly amazing to me that they haven't been, they just haven't been banned off the internet, that the government hasn't tried to find a way to go after them. I just think that most people don't care. So doesn't matter what Alipac shows them because they're a Trump supporter. And if Trump is bad, then they have no more hope is what I really think it boils down to. Their hope's gone. Because they're putting their trust in man. And cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. I believe that's Jeremiah 17.5. So when you put your trust in a man or a woman or whatever, you're bringing a curse on yourself. And your heart will depart from the Lord. And I believe collectively this is part of the strong delusion that God said he's going to send in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 
And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned who, believe, who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And from what I'm seeing in humanity in general, having pleasure in unrighteousness and having no love for real truth is the absolute 100% norm. And I mean that in the lukewarm Laodicean 501c3 churches across America as well. I'm not saying they're all bad, but, you know, um, I, there's so few people that even want this information that I get into. My listeners, yeah, but you're exceptional, okay? Um, <clears throat> by and large, people, you know, don't want this. They don't care. Don't confuse them with the facts because their mind is made up. While candidate Donald J. Trump promised us many times that he would oppose amnesty for illegal aliens because that is what his voters want president trump clearly supports amnesty deals that will lead america straight into the totalitarian socialist hellhole that the democrats would lead us into uh dream act amnesty trump is willing to cut a deal to cut a deal on the same amnesty plan supported by dick durbin hillary clinton and barack obama exactly so he's he's starting to get more and more lockstep with their agendas by the day we we need all americans to understand this quickly we we need all trump voters to exert maximum pressure on the white house to abandon these amnesty plans in motion and again if you're not familiar with them it's alipac a-l-i-p-a-c dot u-s and they've got all kind of proactive things they're doing all the time so they're trying they're they're trying to fight this wickedness and and expose this but um again there, there's just not enough people in alternative media and in conservative media that are are going to promote this so um i would say more from a prayer standpoint you know pray about it and um you know see where the lord leads you but i think we're getting to the point where it's going to be this remnant that God is dealing with the Christians in America. And uh, I see severe, severe, severe judgment coming. I don't see any other way out at this point. People are just too in love with wickedness and too in love with unrighteousness and willing to just believe so many things that are such lies just defies the imagination. So um, that's about 19 pages of information that we just covered. And that's all I, I really have time for to, to get into today. Um, so Lord willing, we will see you in the next study next week and God bless you. And we will see you then.